the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Wouldn't you know it? It's Monday. How the heck did that happen? Huh? It seemed like it went very fast over the weekend. I would say so, too. Now, I'm not saying it was Mother's Day that sped things up, but that might be a possibility. Did you have frivolity at your house oh, we, Mother's Day? And yes, we did. Yeah. Now, here's the weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my birthday was just a few days from Mother's Day. Right. So we already had, like, you know, some celebratory things in effect. Right. Some products available. Right. So my wife, you know, <laughs> always budget conscious, which I appreciate mm-hmm. sometimes. <laughs> She uh, she was like, well, don't buy flowers. I don't uh, don't be because we've got flowers here for your birthday. Okay, all right. Well, don't worry about you know meal because we've got some other. Thing. I'm like, we can't have leftovers. Yeah, you're kind of ruining the celebratory Just part. Give of me it. a vibe. Yeah. Don't buy me a present because you know I don't need anything. I bought her a present. Okay, good. I'm what glad the heck? You did. Yeah. So we did have frivolity. Yeah. And we were with friends as well. That's. Terrific. Fabulous, yeah. Really well, glad. Good, yeah, yourself? Uh, I had happy Mother's such, Day. Thank you. I don't think I, I said Happy Mother's Day to you yesterday, did I? No, I did not. and I was, I've been mad about it. No, I try to leave you alone <laughs> on the weekends. Mad. You know that. Yeah, that's good of you, John. I try to. Yeah, I, I try to leave you alone on weekends, you. too. Thank you. Just like we disengaged from each other. Would you back <laughs> off? I'm Would you just give me some space can here? I have one minute to breathe on my own. And you again? For- it's Saturday. <laughs> I just spent the week with you. What do you want? That's so I like important. how the two of us though send DMs to each other. That's like that's like the low key way of checking in. Just in case. Yes. And I don't feel like the need right. to respond. No. Like if no. somebody texts me, I go, okay, I got to respond. Right, but a DM, you kind of no, can read it. And you just kind of right. Yeah. So if you want to read this thing that I liked, you can. Kind of, yeah. But if not and you're having a weekend, that's all right. Exactly. There's an etiquette to yeah, staying in touch. There is. There really is. With your work partner. Yeah. I mean, anyway, I had such a nice Mother's Day. Very nice. I really did. Um, my niece, Meg, invited us over uh, to have homemade pizza, homemade sourdough pizza oh. from her new outdoor pizza oven. What? Which was really, really, really good. And I tried a new salad I'd never made before. And it was a big success. And when I got home after all that, our daughter surprised me at the door with a cheesecake sampler. Whoa, a cheesecake sampler. Pistachio. These were the options. There were four of them. There was pistachio. There was a chocolate brownie. There was Oreo. And there was plain with cherries. Mm, that sounds delicious. It was so good. And it was wow. late. It was like 10 o'clock. And it was like a it. nice surprise. And so we just <laughs> sat there and ate it. Mm-hmm. And then we went upstairs and watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, it sounds like a good day. It was very right, yeah. fun. I okay. really had a good time. Pizza, salad, and cheesecake on Mother's Day. Yes. So you fit in your pants tomorrow. I, I have to say, things are feeling a little tight. Oh, God. Just a little tight. No. Come on. What, just one day it's, of falling off the wagon? Yeah, again? that's what happens. Really? Plus, I had a bad week of exercise last week, so yeah, I okay. need to kind of get All it right. together. 
Ramp it up. I see you got your Penn's jersey on. People I are viewing do. at home on the podcast. Very, yeah, the Ride Home streaming live on YouTube at The Word Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. You can watch the show. I'm wearing my Sidney Crosby jersey. This is a, a Penn's classic. Excellent. Fabulous. Isn't it a good one? Uh, it's very pretty. Good jersey. I like this. So throwback. Uh-huh. Uh, they're home this evening. Yes, they are. It's going to be a big mm-hmm. game. I feel good about Louie Louie. Do you though? Yeah. I mean that's. And Jari took some shots this morning. Did mm-hmm. you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's Can go. Can you Pens. believe? Can we just take a moment? We haven't talked about this before. Can you believe DeSmith is out for the season? Yes, I can. Oh my I mean, god! It is what it is. Right? What are you going to do? Just when it rains, it pours around here. That's all. That's the way it is. Okay. Anyway, Monday's here. Mm-hmm. The week looks good for us. Yep. And uh, as we get underway, Kath, you always give us the news stories. I, I like how you say like that's a surprise. What's that? Well, yeah, you always give us the top four. I like, mean, like, it's so nice of you to do that. Like, it's not part of my job. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm staying in touch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm listening to the news. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm in the room with someone who's giving me more news. I know. Isn't that it's great like, to know somebody like smokes, me? Bonus news. <laughs> I'm just glad you didn't, like, text me the news. I get excited when I can come up with a piece of news you haven't read. It's, like, my challenge. Oh, there's plenty. Believe yeah, me. I'm but not... I, don't th- I think you're going to know all four of these. Okay, very good. So, without further ado, please, Kath, give us the top four at four. For Monday, May 9th, mm-hmm. 2022, number one. First Lady Jill Biden crossed the border into Ukraine yesterday, traveling into an active war zone and a rare move for the spouse of a sitting president. Mm-hmm. Uh, she started in Slovakia. And uh, crossed over into Ukraine on Mother's Day. Met Olena Zelenska, who is Ukraine's first lady, who had not appeared in public since the Russian invasion began. Really? On February 24th. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden said, I wanted to specifically come on Mother's Day. Mm. I thought it was important to show the Ukrainian people that this war has to stop, that this war has been brutal, and that the people of the U.S. stand with the people of Ukraine. Um, The unannounced visit came amid a four-day swing through Eastern Europe for Dr. Biden, her highest-profile diplomatic engagement since the president took office and part of a broader effort to show continued U.S. support for Ukraine. Previous First Ladies, John, in case you were about to ask, and I bet you were, Mm. wondering if they had ever made overseas visits to support U.S. troops. I can't imagine. Okay, well, I'm happy to tell you that Laura Bush twice traveled solo to Kabul in 05 and 08. During the first trip, she met with women who were training to be teachers and gave presents to Afghan children on the street. Fabulous. Thanks to the Washington Post. Very dangerous for someone to do that, isn't it? For sure. Takes a lot of bravery. Yeah, it does. Number two. Muslim women in Afghanistan must cover from head to toe in public, according to a new Taliban ruling announced Saturday. This is not a restriction, quote, on women, but in order of the Quran, said Akif Mujahir, a spokesman for the Ministry of Virtue. And Prevention of Vice. That is the actual name of it. The Ministry of Virtue and Prevention of Vice. One of those here at the station? (laughs) Thank goodness, no. It is the order, he said, of Allah and the Prophet Muhammad. The Taliban's treatment of women has been a key point of contention as the group has pushed for formal international recognition and increased aid money to address the country's spiraling economic crisis. Now, women may choose to wear the head-to-toe covering called a burqa or a cloth veil covering the face paired with a headscarf and long robe called an abaya. If a woman would choose to appear in public in violation of the new guidelines, she will first get a warning. Those who continue to disregard the ruling will have their homes identified and their male relatives summoned for punishment that could include prison time. How sad is that? That's the culture. Number three. 
Northern Ireland's Sinn Féin, once considered the political ring of the Irish Republican Army, or the IRA, won a plurality of the 90 seats in Northern Ireland's assembly for the first time in its history. The party's victory represents a shift toward nationalism in the territory, as Sinn Féin advocates for the reunification of Northern Ireland, currently considered part of the UK, with the Republic of Ireland. Such a decision would need to be made via constitutional referendum, according to this morning's dispatch. I like it. Give Ireland back to the Irish. Number four. And former Pirates continue their streak of outstanding play and, of course, victory over the team they left behind. So let's talk about Colin Moran. He was designated for assignment by the Pirates in late November, and he made them pay, and all of us yesterday, with a grand slam in the sixth and a two-run shot in the eighth, which, of course, ruined the Pirates' chances of taking a game from the hapless Cincinnati Reds. Yes, that's six RBIs and his third career multi-homer game. The Reds won 7-3 to three yesterday at Great American Ballpark, took two out of the three games from the Buccos, and don't forget, when the Reds started the series, they were 5-23 and 23 with the worst record in baseball and riding a nine-game losing streak. Right. So if the Reds are hapless... Then what in the world are we? Exactly. So let's turn our uh, attention to happier things. The Pens play tonight at the paint. Puck drop at 7 p.m. And that's your top four at four. Outstanding. Very, very good. I mean, seriously, how many former Pirates leave and become outstanding? Well, a lot of them, right? A lot of them. Yeah. It just happens that way. And uh, Charlie Morton. I mean, I was... I've watched a little bit of baseball, just a little tiny bit of pirate baseball, and uh, Roberto Perez yeah. has been a bright spot. Of course, and now he's out. Probably you're not going to see him for a long time. Probably so. Yeah, I was happy that there was like another Roberto in the lineup, but right. such as the and case. now they're going to start to play the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? They're not hapless. The the Pirates' uh, payroll this year is forty three million, mm-hmm. and the Dodgers is two hundred thirteen. Mm-hmm. So looks to be a little lopsided there. You think? Just a touch. A friend, Richard Mile, that's his team. Right? Yes, it is. Mm, I Dodgers. hope it's bringing him joy because yes. the Dodgers are certainly not going to bring us joy. Nope. Speaking of joy, we're headed to Washington, D.C. with Greg Clarkston. That's next on The Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. This week, Chuck Swindoll will challenge every church and every believer to remain true to our first love. Erosion is happening in strong churches. By the way, churches don't erode, people do. Are you eroding? You love him like you used to. Be sure to join us Monday through Friday when Chuck Swindoll continues the important series called The Church Awakening on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. Last year, over 100,000 people in the United States died from drug overdoses, and alcohol-related deaths are rising. This has to stop. At Recovery Centers of America, our local team of experts is dedicated to treating addiction and healing families. With cutting-edge science and medicine behind us, Recovery Centers of America takes a holistic approach to treatment, addressing the source, symptoms, and contributors of substance use and co-occurring mental health disorders. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now for immediate help. You don't need to travel far to access world-class care and family support services. Our inpatient and outpatient centers are located near you so you can achieve recovery close to home. Plus, we offer outpatient telehealth services. If you are suffering and don't know where to turn, we want you to know that you are not alone. At Recovery Centers of America, we will answer your call 24-7. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. 
That's 1-888-RECOVERY. You ever make a change and then think, why didn't I do this years ago? Well, that's how people feel about switching to MediShare for their health care, especially now with inflation the way it is. People are very happy with the savings. Most families save about $500 a month when they switch. It's a huge help when prices are going up so fast in so many other areas. And MediShare's customer satisfaction rate is double that of health insurance. It's just a different experience, and people really like that. MediShare is an alternative to health insurance. It's a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it's been going strong for over 25 years. It really is the gold standard, the most trusted name in health care sharing. Find out why people love it. Find out why they rave about the customer service and find out how good it feels to save some money right now. They're super easy to talk to. Here's the number. 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. We go to Washington, D.C., where Greg Clugston is with us. Greg Clugston is the SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, happy Monday to you. How was your weekend? Hey, good weekend, John. Excellent. Uh, great to be back. How are you guys? We can't complain. We cannot complain. No, no, we're good. I mean, we could, but we won't. <laughs> yeah. we've, we've decided not to. It's a beautiful day here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, pile so on to the troubles of the world. Yeah, we're going to take it out. Okay, speaking of the troubles of the world, Greg, when we <clears throat> met last Monday, uh, you were on Zoom with us on the show in our uh, your weekly slot on the show. We had no idea what was going to happen Monday night when all heck broke loose. And all of a sudden, there was a leaked Supreme Court opinion. So now that we're seven days post, um, let's talk about it a little bit. What's the fallout like? Well, as you well know, and your listeners know, it's been a it's been a huge uproar and a lot of intrigue over who uh, inside the Supreme Court leaked it and uh, why were they did they was there an agenda on behalf of of leaking it for either for or against abortion rights and so there's there still are a lot of unanswered questions. We heard forceful comments from the Chief Justice John Roberts, uh, who called this kind of leak uh, really appalling and a, an egregious breach of of you know security and trust uh, at the supreme court so they're taking it very seriously and what it really did was it put on the front burner the the real possibility that the court could overturn the 1973 roe v wade decision um now, now ever since this case was argued back in december um anybody who knew about this case and knew about the court knew that this was a possibility of an outcome either and most of the stories that have been reported by us and by others uh, reporting on this story leading up to last week said that the court was in a position to curtail or possibly even overturn but to actually read and see uh, what was a leaked uh, draft opinion from justice samuel alito that set everybody's hair on fire and uh, it's been quite the week yes i mean I... 
the possibility was one thing. The uh, the almost reality, and I, I wonder. It was Greg, sho- I was shocking. It I, is shocking. I, I was floored. I think it's one of those moments you kind of go. I remember where I was mm-hmm. when I, that's how shocking yep. it was to me. Me too. So, Greg, at the White House, I'm sure that you know the press corps talking amongst themselves, and of course, you know you're going to press briefings and what. The shock was real for the press corps as well, which I believe probably would be hard to shock the press corps. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty stunning. I think across the board, I, th- I, I agree with what you and Kathy just said. It, it was a shocking and stunning turn of events in terms of especially not just maybe hearing a rumor that this was the possibility, but to in black and white be reading um, this argument, this draft opinion. And it, you know, it obviously caught the attention of the White House, like uh, like a lot of other people. And the short answer is the White House can't do a lot. Um, to you know, to turn things around, if in fact Roe v. Wade was was reversed, uh, because obviously the the Biden administration is uh, for maintaining access to abortion and supporting Roe v. Wade. Now they are going to be doing what they can to uh, work with um, like-minded groups and and supporters and donors and that kind of thing. Uh, but uh, immediately, what would happen is if Roe v. Wade is overturned, then the issue essentially gets put back to states. And almost immediately, um, roughly half of the states in the country would uh, would outlaw abortion. And then the, those those issues would be up for, you know, continued debate at the state level. So it doesn't mean that the abortion issue is going away. Mm-hmm. It just is shifting ground. Right. Do you have any news at all, Greg, on the investigation into who the leak or the leaker was? Not not at this point. Um, obviously, uh you know, it's fairly you would think there were fairly tight circles of people that would have access to that kind of uh, draft opinion at, at that stage, which was dated a couple of months ago. Obviously, there are various clerks who are on the staff of each of the justices. Um, and then there are other staff members that work um, in that building as well. So it's it's hard to know whether, uh, you know, there's been all sorts of speculation as to whether it was one of the justices, uh, whether it was one of their clerks, whether it was somebody um, who had an extra grind or, or wanted to tip off either, you know, pro-choice or pro-life um, sides, you know, give them a heads up or to stir the pot or whatever. But uh, we haven't we haven't gotten a clear direction just yet. And some more of the fallout uh, has been very troubling. Um, yesterday, there was a pro-life group in uh, a pro-life office in Madison, Wisconsin, that was uh, set ablaze, and there was uh, threatening graffiti left behind, and also two Catholic churches in Colorado were vandalized last week uh, as well. So we're seeing that kind of fallout. Greg, let's talk about uh, the elections. Uh, as the the spring is underway, of course, across the country, there have been various primary elections in different states. And, of course, uh, poll watchers, election watchers are saying, well, let's see um, how the president, former President Trump, and his endorsement of candidates do. will give us some sort of litmus test on the strength of the former president. Can you bring us up to dates on those primaries and where President Trump's influence has been strong or weak? Yeah, right, John. You know, this time last week, we were talking about this very issue going into a couple of key primaries last Tuesday. One of them was uh, the GOP Senate primary in Ohio. You had Donald Trump throwing his support uh, to J.D. Vance and uh, J.D. Vance ended up winning. And in fact, every one of the candidates uh, that were up for GOP uh, primary uh, votes last week, um, did win. And so, uh, you know, Trump, he was holding a rally in Pennsylvania on Friday night. 
And uh, he was obviously boasting about that and said that the results are just the latest proof that he and his supporters have transformed the uh, Republican Party. So that was what happened last week. What's really interesting is even even those who support Donald Trump and are donors and are maybe even in the inner circle, they acknowledge that despite those victories last week, moving forward, there are going to be some other races and other states that are going to, going to be uh, a little more challenging for Trump to uh, to maintain that kind of uh, perfect scorecard that he had last Tuesday. For example, um, tomorrow, Republicans are voting in Nebraska for uh, a governor, for GOP governor. And um, Trump has endorsed a man who was a front runner early on, but then also is now fighting some um, sexual assault accusations. So those are some of the examples of problematic or potentially problematic candidates that Trump will be facing not only tomorrow, but in the weeks to come. Mm-hmm. Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Um, let's go across the pond. Um, Dr. Jill Biden uh, decided to make uh, a visit to Ukraine. Not only is it a war zone, uh, but she thought it was important to do it on Mother's Day. Um, talk about that visit and um, what it was symbolic of and you know, perhaps what it achieved for either the U.S.-Ukraine uh, relations or the Ukrainian people. Sure, it was uh, certainly was symbolic. And uh, part of the trip that got most of the attention in yesterday's reporting was uh, previously unannounced, essentially a surprise trip into Ukraine. She uh, traveled uh, about 10 miles across the border into a town. She was at a uh, local school there. She made an appearance with the Ukrainian first lady. They met privately for about a half an hour. They met with other uh, aid workers and teachers. They met with school children. And it was part of a larger trip that saw her in some other Eastern European bordering countries with Ukraine, talking with uh, refugees, humanitarian organizations. So it was um, it was another of the latest sort of high profile members of the administration visiting the region, if not Ukraine itself following trips a couple of weeks ago by the secretaries of Sec- uh, secretaries of state and the secretary of defense as well. Yes. I mean, I, I appreciate that um, Jill Biden is able to do this. I mean, Kath talked about this a little early before you were with us, Greg, that um, Laura Bush also made such a trip uh, when uh, GW was in office. So, I mean, it's g- very dangerous, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of military escorts around them, but whatnot. But still, it, it's a, a symbol of America's willingness to meet their allies and engage in peaceful conversation to bring up a front. Now, I, I wonder, you know, uh, we are really sort of like at the toe of, our, our, uh, of the line of supporting Ukraine. And when Russia sees this, they know that America is all in, that the First Lady would show up and, you you know, helping their adversary. Sure. You're right. It was a risky trip. Obviously, um, the necessary precautions were taken by the U.S. military and and others. But even the uh, Ukrainian first lady acknowledged uh, what she called the courageous act of Jill Biden showing up there. Obviously, there are ways and there there have been and, and will continue to be ways that the U.S. shows and demonstrates support for Ukraine. But Having the first lady go, and obviously first ladies don't carry the, the political baggage that presidents do, uh, yet they still represent at a very high level the United States. So sim- symbolic, yes, but um, also very important in sending messages not only to um, fellow uh, partners and, and allies of the U.S., but as you mentioned, John, sending a message to Russia that the U.S. is still serious. 
Lastly, um, the economy is wacky right now. We all know that we have low unemployment. We're experiencing high inflation. I went grocery shopping before I came Shocking, here. Shocking, isn't I was, it? <laughs> I was looking at cans of beans, and I was like, I, I, I could buy a can of bean for 99 cents a year ago and now they're a dollar 59 like how did that happen um so uh, talk about what the white house to say has to say about this sort of thing well the white house says that uh, the president is committed to doing everything he can to lower inflation it's one of those things we've talked about this in the past there are some things that presidents american presidents as much executive power as they have don't have as much power over some issues and inflation uh, by and large one of those issues. Um, certainly uh, other measures uh, have been attempted by this administration, uh, whether it's releasing oil from the petroleum reserve or other policy directives. But you're right. We had this announcement last week that in April, 428,000 jobs are created. And so the unemployment rate nationwide at a very low level, 3.6%. I mean, that's like the lowest in, in a half century. Wow. But the flip side of that is inflation. Is that like a 40 or 41 year high? So we're, we have this sort of two-faced economy, and it has people really struggling at the gas pump and in the grocery store. But when it comes to employment, it's a much it's a much rosier picture. So it's a it's a real it's a real problem um, in terms of going forward, especially politically for for uh, Democrats and for President Biden, who is hoping that his party can maintain control of the House and Senate. Of course, Republicans have other ideas when it comes to the midterm election. Right. It's, it's very, very worrying. Hey, Greg, before you leave us, um, talk about a, a new White House press secretary. You see this happen uh, often uh, within administrations. It's kind of like um, a merry-go-round. So the current uh, White House, uh, White House um, spokesperson is going to leave, and a new one is coming in soon, yes? Yes, this is the last week for Jen Psaki to be the chief spokesperson, the press secretary at the White House. She's handing things over after her Friday, this upcoming Friday briefing, to someone who has been her principal deputy secretary, press secretary, and that is um, uh, that is Karine Jean-Pierre. And so we've seen her before. She has filled in for, uh, for Psaki in the past, and she sometimes will um, brief reporters on, on various domestic trips with the president. She's going to be taking over. Um, she's, she is going to be the first black woman to hold this job. She is also openly LGBT. So that's going to be interesting going forward as uh, she'll be handling, um, you know, questions on, on social issues that are especially concerning to, uh, to uh, conservative Christians and religious conservatives. And we'll see how the White House uh, handles those issues, whether they change or not with her in that position. But she'll be on the job full-time as the new press secretary this time next week. Should be interesting. Do you remember, Greg, who was the first press secretary that you were part of the White House with? I came in uh, to the White House in the summer of 1998. Mm. And, no, I'm sorry, 1996. And Bill Clinton was running for re-election. Mike McCurry Mm. was his press secretary. Got it. it. You have a favorite? I'm an old guy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, you're not that old. Um, but we asked you one time if you had a f- favorite. Now, you, you, I remember you narrated it down to two, but I don't remember who they were. I really, I really liked Mike McCurry's right. demeanor and the way he worked yeah. with the press, um, both in front of the camera and behind the camera. Hmm. Uh, when you know, when the when the lights were off and you were just talking with him in his office, there were any number of other. I thought Josh Ernest in the Obama administration was someone who was very polite, very knowledgeable, um, gave a lot of time. 
uh, to the press. And Dana Perino during the Bush years, I thought, um, mm-hmm. before she launched into a Fox TV career, mm-hmm. um, she was quite effective as well. It can get pretty tense. It, that's interesting that, you know, the delineation between in front of the camera and, and in someone's it. office. I mean, it, it would be nice to think that, you know, they, they are the same, that there is respect on both sides of the lens. Yeah, you know, Jen Psaki, to be honest, has become sort of a punching bag, you know, for mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the political right. Um, and in some cases, deservedly so. It's it's a tough job. And obviously, in a polarizing country like this, um, you know, people are going to be facing that sort of criticism. But I do give her credit for keeping her cool, uh, by and large, uh, often when facing some tough questions. And uh, she's pretty much the same on camera and off camera. And that's, uh, that's appreciated, I think, by by members of the press corps. Greg, I have to get one more question in before you go, because I, I couldn't let you stay on task for too long without diverting you into something ridiculous. Here we go. Um, <laughs> news comes from NBC today that a woman was rescued after falling in a toilet trying to get her phone. Mm. And I'm wondering if it's too personal of a question to ask if you've ever done such a thing. Come on now. Yeah, I, I heard this story, read this story. Um, this thankfully has not happened to me. That's and a um, I, I would not would not go fetching after right. it um you just say cut your losses you just say yeah. my contacts my email we're just going to let it go yeah yeah that's uh that's why we have the cloud that's <laughs> why you have the cloud that's why we have because what goes up okay. also comes down all right yeah. that's good that's greg clugston srn news white house correspondent thank, thank you, greg. you greg have a great week you too bye-bye that story i mean just I cut mean, your losses that, at some point I don't, right I, just let it go once you've had kids, I feel like... What? You'd go for I it? I think I would. Starting stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses. Watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65+, is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. You can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. Dr. Mehmet Oz confessed, quote, I'm not socially conservative. Mehmet Oz is a liberal on guns. Listen to him in his own words. How do we keep guns out of the wrong person's hands? Red flag laws. Even worse, Oz supported New Zealand-style forced government gun buybacks, tracking gun owners with universal licensing, and an assault rifle ban. No wonder Mehmet Oz confessed, quote, I'm not socially conservative. Mehmet Oz, a Hollywood liberal and total fraud. Dave McCormick, he's an Iraq combat veteran with a bronze star. He's a proud son of Pennsylvania and a sportsman. Dave McCormick is a conservative who you can trust to stand up to the woke liberal mob and protect your Second Amendment rights. 
Honor Pennsylvania Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Paid for by Honor Pennsylvania Inc. HonorPennsylvania.com. Year after year, it's the same routine. Drop off the taxes, pick up the taxes, leave a check. Maybe it's time to work with a business CPA who is less transactional and more relational. For Mike Radich and the team at MGR CPA and Consultants, it's about more than crunching the numbers. It's about getting the advice you need for complex tax issues and business solutions. It's just a better return. MGR CPA and Consultants. Honesty, integrity, always. At MGRCPA.com. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Clear skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 47. Sunny skies for tomorrow, the high 74. Clear skies once again tomorrow night with a low of 48. Mostly sunny Wednesday and pleasant. A nice afternoon for outdoor activities will reach a high Wednesday of 75. Thursday, plenty of sunshine will reach a high Thursday of 78. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. I mean, seriously, sometimes you just have to cut your losses here. Okay, here's the story the cast brought up to Greg Clarkson. A woman accidentally dropped her cell phone into the hole of an outhouse in a national forest, and she fell in while trying to retrieve it and then had to be rescued by firefighters in Washington State. Brennan Fire Department Chief Tim Manley said the woman, who was at the top of Mount Walker in the Olympic National Forest northwest of Seattle, had been using her phone when it fell into the toilet she was using her phone in the outhouse. Yes. I hate I hate to highlight that, but I think I have to. She said then she disassembled the toilet seat and used dog leashes to try and get the phone and eventually used the leashes to tie herself off as she reached for the phone. The effort failed and then she fell head first <gasps> into the toilet. Oh no. No. The woman was alone. No. And tried to get out for 15 minutes. No. She was then reunited with her phone. So then she called 911. Along with a lot of other things. Responding firefighters passed her concrete blocks to stand on to reach a harness, which they used to pull her out. She was washed down and then strongly encouraged to seek medical attention after being <laughs> exposed <laughs> to human waste. Oh. But she hurriedly wanted to leave. Chief Manley says, I've been doing this for 40 years, and that was a first. Heaven help us. I mean, at some point, you just have to let it go. Poor thing. All right. What's next? Uh, Oh, empty nesters rejoice. Yeah, finding joy there. Is it all sad when your kids leave, or are you happy? It's a little sad for a bit, and it's happy town. 101.5 101.5 WORD. The current school year is not even over, but Word FM is already talking about heading back to school. Back to school! If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the WORD half-price tuition deals now at wordfm.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half. See the complete list of schools now at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Windows are us. You try to rest, now try the best. 
When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero, right Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsrustpittsburgh.com. How many of you have pets? My hand's raised. Now think about how lucky you are to have such a sweet little pet in your life. And that pet is lucky to have you, too. But unfortunately, there are countless pets out there that don't have a home to call their own. However, Bob's from Skechers is trying to change that. So we developed Bob's for dogs and cats to help pets in need. With every purchase of adorable Bob's footwear or fun, stylish apparel, or even the cutest Bob's pet accessories, Skechers makes a donation to Petco Love to help save shelter pets. And with your help, We've already saved the lives of over 1 million pets and donated over $7 million. So while you're getting style and comfort with features like Skechers' famous memory foam cushioning, you're also helping to save an adorable pet in need and helping another lucky owner be connected with a future best friend and companion because happiness is having a loving pet by your side. Find Bob's at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, select pet co-locations, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. a disclaimer for this conversation we love our kids Mm -hmm. love our kids but man when they're gone isn't that nice (laughs) isn't that feel good well at first it's a terrible shock right without first it's a terrible shock when my oldest daughter went to college i'm not even exaggerating i cried for three days Mm -hmm. i cried for three days like an open wound it was it was so terrible but then after that, once, you know, once you've kind of come to terms with it, then it's just a lot less work. I don't know how else oh. to say it, but it's just a lot, lot, lot less work. And you and Eric, me and Ron, I mean, we get the, it's like a different relationship. Yes, Things right. change. All of a sudden right. it was like, hey, it's I, you. I haven't talked to you in a while. How are you I doing? Did, like I married you and I was glad and I am glad. I love it so much. I really, really do. Okay. Jim Burns is back with us and uh, Jim's been a guest on our show over the years. He's got a brand new work called Finding Joy in the Empty Nest. Hey, Jim, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Great to be with you two. And actually listening to you two, you, you're doing this thing right. We have people who cry a lot longer than three days. Oh my uh, gosh! I felt like the most pathetic loser for those three days. But I was so I I remember driving away from from college, and she was back in her dorm room, 
Eric and I were driving, and I said, I can't believe we left her there. Mm. Like, what? We can't possibly, like, how is she going to survive? Anyway, it was fine. It was really me that I was more concerned about how was I going to survive. Um, But, Jim, once you get through that initial grieving period, which is significant, I don't want to minimize it, um, it it is a whole new way of looking at life and your relationship. So, Jim, are people that you talk to excited about that possibility are they you know filled with trepidation about it um yes okay answer is yes to both Mm -hmm. you know you have parallel tracks kathy what you've got is you've got um people who are in trepidation they are in shock that this happened and they don't know what they're going to do they're trying to like what is the rest of my life i've dedicated 20 years to day-to-day parenting and now what and i'm not even sure i like you because we buried a lot of stuff under the mat <laughs> saying to their spouse right. right right and then you have other people and it's funny because i think john kind of went into this mode a little quicker it's like yeah love those kids want to connect with them want to connect with them as adults but this is kind of nice here um and so you've got two you know you've got the two different tracks i mean you've got today the only demographic where divorce is growing, and there's other cultural reasons, unfortunately, but the only demographic that what's growing is, is called the graying of divorce. It's 50 and older. And it's, again, because people didn't jump into the empty nest in probably a proper way. And again, empty nest isn't just marriage. Empty nest is also singles because, you know, they're struggling with it, sometimes even more so because they're dealing with both, well, two upheavals. One is the divorce or death, and then the child who is away at in that dorm having a great time while they're crying on their way back. Right. That's what, what we did too. All right. So Jim, so what's going to happen then? You know, your child goes away and leaves, leaves your house. You're going to reinvent yourself either in a, a negative way yeah, or a positive right. way. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So you've been there. Uh, you've done this successfully. What are the positive things we can grab onto to reinvent ourselves? Well, for one thing, you've got to be able to kind of release the past and so not only do you have to reinvent yourself, but you've got to reinvent your relationship with your adult children, because if you're still trying to you know, be in charge or kind of you know, still uh, running the helicopter parenting, you've got to land the helicopter. So one thing is you really do have to take care of what, what you're doing in terms of the relationship with your child. You've got to reinvent that relationship. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, you, ha- you have to lean into it. You've got to search for, you know, what can I do now? You both said this. You have more time. There's actually, for Kathy and I, my wife's name is Kathy too, Kathy, mm. but for Kathy and I, we we went, wow, this is quiet. What are we going to do with all this quiet? And frankly, time. So you either fill it, and Kathy, my wife, had uh, somewhat of what we call the empty nest syndrome, meaning some loss and, and sadness, and you know, so what am I going to do? And I just d- jumped into work. So we both had the empty nest set syndrome. We just did it different ways. Then we realized, kind of coming out of that, no, we have to, we have to be able to reinvent this relationship. And so, you know, the first thing we did, we cleaned out closets in the garage. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so that funny. was that was like step but, one. Yeah, we needed to declutter. But then we we said, you know what? I said I haven't been going to the gym lately. I'm gonna I'm gonna recommit to the gym. Kathy said, you know, I'm gonna keep teaching my Bible study, but I think I'm gonna join a small group. You know, it was nothing super. Fancy. I mean, we said, look, at, we haven't had adult friends because all the kids, you know, in high school, they were our friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so we said, wait, we need to have some meaningful friendships and found that you could have meaningful friendships at 50 and over in some ways better and more effective than, you know, than before. We committed to weekly date nights. So, again, nothing really, if you would, sexy, but things that really turned us around. And so we began to put uh, slowly, and I think it's important for people to do that slowly, slowly put energy into 
you know, those small things and, and uh, you know, release some. I mean, I actually resigned from a couple of, you know, key boards that I was on mm-hmm. and said, you know what, they, they don't need me anymore. Um, I'm going to put more energy in, the, in these other things. We planned a trip. <laughs> and we also, of course, connected regularly with our kids. And it's mm-hmm. this amazing thing called the Internet. Our kids were a little bit farther away, so it was this thing called the Internet that you could actually go on FaceTime or, you know, now Zoom and, you know, connect with your kids. So we found it to be very positive, too, and, and we're still finding it to be positive, um, even though our child, uh, our oldest child, uh, brought their two grandkids over for on Friday and, and lasted until Sunday, and we had an absolute blast, and then we were just exhausted. And it was Mother's Day, and it was like, oh, listen, we love Mother's Day, but we just need to break here. Fabulous. Okay, Jim. So, I mean, I love all these things, right? I mean, I see this in our own relationships that we're doing essentially kind of what, you know, this game plan that you developed. And so we're getting to see each other, getting to know each other deeper than we have in the past. There's more free time. We're engaging with other couples in different relationships as well. All those are really, really positive. Now, I'm not trying to, you know, set myself up here on some pedestal, but I do know there's a big, a big downturn as well that if I can't do that, if, if my spouse wasn't on board with me, if she, you know, didn't want to leave the house and, you know, she was, you know, shut down or wasn't willing to engage in new relationships or, you know, her ways were not my ways, then there's the conflict. And all of a sudden, you know, like you said, people are going to get divorced 50 and over. I don't want to do that. I don't, who wants to do that? That's too, too difficult. I don't, that's too cataclysmic. Right. No, you're, you're exactly right, John. And, and what's, what is good for you is that you and your spouse are mainly on the same page. I bet. Yeah, we are. But for the people, for people where that's not, you know, that does take more complication. And, you know, I mean, sometimes people just say, okay, the grass is going to be greener someplace else. Well, all research shows us that no. the grass is not greener someplace else. And that even marriages that are in trouble will, do much better if they will persevere for five years. 78% of marriages who said they were in trouble persevered and then said, our marriage is better. But you don't just persevere by gritting it out. Mm-hmm. I think you persevere by getting counseling, getting, beginning, and you know, starting to date again. You know, many people have told me we weren't doing well and it was because we weren't doing the basics. And so some of those basics were, you know, making sure that you're spending 1% of your time on a date. That's what 90 minutes a week. Um, that you were really engaging, even in romance. You know, you can rekindle romance. I mean, it only takes a spark to get it going, and there was romance. Yeah. So that means you can come back to it usually, um, but you might have to work through some of those issues. I mean, again, a lot of people have buried stuff under the mat. So I'm not saying it's it's perfect. And I'm, I think your experience is um, the right experience, but for some people, they're going to have to take more time and energy to uh, to reboot. You know, and, and sure, and to reboot a marriage, right? And so, you're saying then that if people are listening to the show and they're thinking, "I am dreading this," you know, or "I'm already in the empty nest and it's a disaster," it doesn't mean that divorce is the only option. It just means it's no. not. So it's not like it's not a, a a building that's you know irretrievably damaged. No, no, that's what I'm saying, big time. And what I'm saying is, you know, I started doing focus groups a number of years ago on this, and I would. And I found, frankly, that a lot of people dreaded it. And I, in fact, I'll be honest with you, and I realize males and females can sometimes react in different ways, And the, but females were dreading it more. Um, they were more engaged with their kids emotionally, it seemed like. Not all men, of course, are not engaged. But, you know, they were dreading it, and sometimes the guy would be, yeah, great, we're going to have freedom, and plus I can play golf on Saturday and not feel guilty or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And so it meant that 
even if we're dreading it, there are some things we can do to fix it. And even if we're now in the empty nest and things aren't going as well, well, it's a lot easier to, to fix something up than it is to, you know, break it totally down and then have to rebuild. So I'm saying that there are people today who might be in that bad spot, but they don't have to remain there because, again, not only does research so that people can come back, but also experience says that um, with the hundreds of people that, that I did focus groups with and have talked to and when I'm speaking and then I'll listen to them. And uh, I'm not saying everybody's you know coming up to me skipping and holding hands either. Sure, I'm saying sure. some of them are saying, you know, we've got some issues. And a lot of them are centered still around their adult children. Fascinating. Them. <laughs> That's the people who make it are the people who who work, you know, principles that will enhance uh, their experience in the empty nest, both personally nurturing their own soul, if you would, and then nurturing if they're married, their married soul. And then singles are a whole another thing, because, again, they're the ones who um, who oftentimes have to kind of reinvent even more because they don't have somebody else coming alongside them. Yeah. Interesting. We're talking with Jim Burns. He's president of Homeward. Homeward, it's a great resource for couples and for singles as well. His brand new book is called Finding Joy in the Empty Nest. Hey, Jim, uh, here's here's what I've been thinking about. Um, my boys are you know done with college. One of them is going to come home and you know, uh, he's a go-getter and my relationship with him in some ways, you know, he comes home and I'm, he's a different guy now. You know what I mean? He's, he's been gone pretty much on his own. And I think about him and I think, uh, do I bring up, how do I bring up, uh, his drinking? How do you bring up, uh, you know, things that are important for me to talk to him as a guy, like I would talk to any guy, but it's different because he's my son. Sure. No. And you know, when they, he left, in many ways, not an adult. Today, he comes back as an adult, whether he's acting like one or not. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So again, all of our adult children, uh, this is a principle that goes with this. I mean, unsolicited advice is usually taken as criticism. So all of our adult children are going to think that we're criticizing. Well, we're not. We're just giving him some input because that's what we've been doing all of our life. Right. Them. And I want to know so him deeper. Are, yeah, exactly. So, so, And then we, we wonder, well, why are you know, like I think of my own children and I would say, well, why don't they want my advice? People pay me to give them advice. Why don't they want it? Right. I think my yeah. advice is good. Right. So what I have to learn to do is zip my mouth, keep the welcome mat out. Many times my mouth shut. And in doing that, uh, it moves from a parent child to an adult adult. Like you said, you, you can talk to friends about some of this on an adult's adult level. I think we should talk to our kids about that from the more of an adult to adult level. And frankly, there are times when we actually even have to ask for, for, for permission, I think. I mean, it sounds crazy, but to say, hey, listen, I want to deal with something that's kind of been on my head, and but I want permission for that because I'm going to you know, go a little deeper and I'm going to talk about this or that. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they say, not now, dad, not now, mom, then I think we actually say, okay, let's do it another time. And I don't think that's, we bring it up in the middle of the heat of the battle. Now, because they're moving back, you know, and we call that the boomerang. And that's, I mean, think about the pandemic, you know, what, 4 million kids moved back within like a week and a half. So to shock the parents. But with that, I think when, when they move back in the home, you have every right to say, hey, in our home, this is what our standards are. Um, you're not going to follow them around all day. But that's an important re- reminder that in the home, we can give more input, I think, than outside of the home. Not that we can't give input. But we just simply need to, you know, be careful that we're not still playing, you know, Mr. Sure. Advice person. 
Jim, a pleasure to meet you. Really happy to have you on the show. The new book for all you listeners out there, Finding Joy in the Empty Nest. That's Jim Burns. Uh, Jim, thank you so much for your time today. Good stuff. My pleasure. Thanks for what you guys do. Thank you. Our pleasure. Jim Burns, Homeward. Look at that online. Uh, Very easy to find. Homeward. H-O-M-E-W-O-R-D. Take a quick break. Come back. You too, Bono. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Coast Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, or He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accounts and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-3156 for a free consultation. And we'll take the time to explain all the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 836, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And one way we can achieve that is by being debt free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-3156 and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-3156. The fight for the unborn is raging in our country. An unprecedented leak from the Supreme Court indicates that Roe v. Wade is on the brink of being overturned. The debates have never been stronger. During this critical time, a new movie is about to be released. The award-winning film, The Matter of Life, cuts through the rhetoric and hatred and exposes the real issues surrounding the plight of the unborn. The Matter of Life will be in theaters nationwide for two nights only, May 16th and May 17th. If you care about protecting the unborn, Born, this is a movie you will not want to miss. It's been hailed as the best pro-life movie ever made. Go to FathomEvents.com now to reserve your tickets for a theater near you. That's F-A-T-H-O-M Events.com. There is a battle taking place in America. Whether you're pro-choice or pro-life, you need to see this film. Go to FathomEvents.com now to reserve your tickets for May 16th or May 17th and have your own life transformed as you watch The Matter of Life. Hey, Earl, did you hear that Senator Mastriano voted to pass Act 77? You're kidding. Isn't that the law that allowed no-excuse mail-in ballots that the Democrats are abusing? Yeah, but it's worse than that. Mastriano also proposed that folks with COVID should be mandated to register with the government or be punished. And that's a violation of my privacy rights. Uh, What will they come up with next? A tax increase? You know, Earl, now that you mention it, he has. Mastriano is proposing a 60% increase in our Pennsylvania income tax. Wow. Unbelievable. I'm sure glad I talked to you guys. Don't be like Earl. Get the facts. Doug Mastriano can't be trusted. Paid for by Pennsylvania Patriots for Election Integrity, LLC. Bono and the Edge from the group U2 offered support for Ukraine this past weekend with a live performance from a Kiev subway station. Um, I would say an intimate performance. Intimate. I think there were 100 people there. Yeah. Um, a 40-minute set. The uh, subway station is currently being used as a bomb shelter because of the war. And this is what Bono said. He said, President Zelensky invited us to perform in Kiev as a show of solidarity with the Ukrainian people. So that's what we've come to do. 
Um, it's cool. So uh, John's already seen bits of it. I have seen bits of it too. I think it's very cool. Yeah, I mean, it's literally a mic. It's a mic, a guitar, and a guy singing. Right. That is it. And it, for those of you who do music, you know that's scary. There's nowhere to scary. hide. There's no. There's no effects. Right. There's no production. Nothing. There's no nothing. So either you can do it or you can't do it. But if you've been in a subway and you've seen like a busker, sure, that's what it's right. that's what it feels that's like. That's what it is. Just two guys figuring it out as they go along. It just happens to be Bono and the Edge. Right. I liked it very very much. I loved it as well. Super cool. All right, we'll take a quick break for the five o'clock hour ahead. We're going to talk about the Supreme Court last week's uh, stunning revelation of the leak with Daniel Darling. And uh, we're going to also talk about religions and their view of abortion as well. Stay tuned for that. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Italian Premier Mario Draghi meets with President Biden this week in Washington as Europe faces another whatever-it-takes moment with Russia's war in Ukraine raging on in its eastern flank. Both Rome and Washington will emphasize their historic friendship and shared desire to help Ukraine defend itself from Russia's two-month-old invasion at the Tuesday meeting. Energy, climate change and promoting global economic prosperity are also on the agenda. Still, their differences in tone over the war. Drag is pushing for even a limited truce to allow talks to resume. Statements by Biden and his emissaries have been more aggressive, suggesting both regime change and the goal of weakening Russia. I'm Charles Diladesma. On Wall Street, stocks remain in the red. The Dow down 497 points. This is SRN News. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You're not required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. Spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted with Salem Surround. Let us help your website bring you the leads your business needs to thrive. Let's make sure people find you faster and easier on the web. Our amazing team of media strategists are here to serve you with boots on the ground and real-world expertise. We live right here and know the communities you're trying to reach. We're media strategists, and we're very, very good at what we do. So let's grow together. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. I've always been kind of cynical towards advertising, which I know doesn't make much sense considering I'm currently recording a commercial. It's all the fluffy words that make us cynical, right? A once in a lifetime opportunity, a blue light special, but only of course, if you call right now, it all kind of makes me nauseous. And yet here I am about to say that right now actually might be a once in a lifetime moment for some of us. And that is the opportunity of a cash out refinance. 
Arguably never has there been a moment in time like the last few years where home values have jumped at crazy historical levels, leaving all this extra money sitting inside our homes. A cash-out refinance lets you put that extra money in your pocket to use for life. If you'd like to see your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. We pay $1,000 of your closing costs on new home purchases and up to $500 of your appraisal fees on all refinances. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait. I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Clear skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 47. Sunny skies for tomorrow, the high 74. Clear skies once again tomorrow night with a low of 48. Mostly sunny Wednesday and pleasant. A nice afternoon for outdoor activities. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 75. Thursday, plenty of sunshine. We'll reach a high Thursday of 78. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for being with us, the Monday show. Kathy, have you seen this in your neighborhood? Now, over the pandemic, over the course of the pandemic, there were houses for sale uh, on our street. And the two out of the three houses that sold on our street were bought by people out of state. Like, people moved here. Really? Yeah. Someone from Tennessee and someone from just out of Chicago bought houses on our street. Wow. How did you know that? Talk to them. The, because they they had showed up and you just went up and yeah, said, hey, well, welcome you know, to the neighborhood? Walk in the neighborhood, you know, taking a walk and seeing their license plates and going, oh, look at that. That guy's from my, hey, yeah. man, what's going on? How you doing? I'm you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I thought the pandemic was like this may because people are like for the first time in forever working from home I can this is true I can lot, work anywhere I can work anywhere so people sought out other places. so I kind of thought there was a gigantic and I still believe this here in western Pennsylvania because of before the housing thing took off cost of living was so cheap here mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh and housing our supply was big sure. and very inexpensive that's all changed Anyway, I see I see a piece today at um, uh, CNBC. America's Americans flocked to these ten cities last year, and none are in New York or California. Oh, I, now you mean for vacation or no, you mean to live? Like these okay. new people, right? Moving, like leaving yeah. wherever they were. Okay, I'll go from uh, ten forward. Okay, Chicago. Moving to Chicago. To Chicago. Okay. See now, based on. The dangerous aspect of what is going on there. I wouldn't Did, live in Chicago. Would you live in no, Chicago? No, I'm done with the big cities. Yeah. Chicago, which has not ranked in the top 10 since 2015. Now, I think Chicago is a very cool city. Wonderful city. Really enjoyed it. But I'm a little, a little afraid of it right nope, now. Didn't want to live there. Yeah. This does not surprise me. Number nine, 
Austin, Texas. Listen, everyone's moving to Austin, That's Texas. That's what I heard. Right. And I just I, Joe Rogan moved to Austin, Texas. I read that that book, um, the Green Light, the Matthew yeah, McConaughey. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey. He thing. lives in Austin, right? And, and all so throughout the book has been like singing its praises. Right now, right. Austin, Texas. This is weird. Number eight, Orlando, Florida. I would never in a million years, ever in a jillion years, move to Orlando, Florida. First of all, the average temperature is about one hundred and ninety-five. <laughs> the humidity is eighty-five percent. There's no beach if you can live right. in Florida. Exactly. And what about the bugs? I have no Forget idea. Forget it. No right. way. San Antonio, Texas. I have always wanted to go there because the Riverwalk, it looks so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I know about San Antonio. But I'd love to try that. Wouldn't you? Yeah, very much so. I, I'd like to see what Texas is all about. Mm-hmm. Number five, Denver. Hmm. Denver, Colorado. Hmm. My grandfather was from Denver. Really? Yeah. I've, I've never been. Have seems, you? Yes, I have. What do you think of it? It's a lovely city. Mm-hmm. Colorado would be a lovely yeah, state to be in. very sunny state. Mm-hmm. Number four, Charlotte, North Carolina. Everybody, I Again, mean, first like of all, Austin. how many plane trips have you been on where you've gone through that's, Charlotte? That's About a hundred. Right. Because Charlotte became Pittsburgh. Right. I've been in It was Char- the hub. I've, right. I've been through Charlotte a hundred right. times, but have never, I think, been out of the airport. Yep. Phoenix, number three. I don't like Phoenix. Why? Phoenix is so new. Everything's new. It's a desert. It's a desert. Everything is at right angles. There's no nothing. I, I the area around Phoenix is very beautiful. Between Phoenix and Scottsdale, very beautiful. I think Phoenix is incredibly ugly. Hmm. I just have no interest in going there. Well, people were. Were you asking me? I seem to just like know, launch yeah. into my opinion. No, it's okay. Fine. Uh, number two, Las Vegas. People moving to Las Vegas. I would, I would never move to. Would you move to Vegas? No, um, but you want to talk about hot? The area outside of Vegas would be interesting. I think. Here's a weird thing: a guy that I went to high school with moved to Vegas for whatever reason, became a mailman. While he was on his mailman route, he had a heart attack because it was so hot. No, he delivered mail to somebody that I also went to high school with. Knocked on her door and said, "Hey, remember me?" And she was like, "Yeah." Two years later, they got married. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's so excellent. It's so funny, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Number one city people have moved to, Houston, Texas. Okay, so I've been to Houston multiple times. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, first of all, I've gigantic. gone to some great restaurants in Houston. It is profoundly ugly. It's just gigantic. It is a very ugly city. Here's the thing. Pittsburgh. I'm not can... saying it's a bad city. but It's just too big. It's It's just ugly. Pittsburgh, I can be anywhere in about 15 minutes. Yeah. Why would I want to travel? I mean, give or take. Houston I mean, is the number one place people yeah, have moved number to. Number one, top 10 moving destinations for 2022. And Houston is number one. Yep. That is a real surprise. Yep. Chicago, Austin, Orlando, Dallas, San Antonio, Denver, Charlotte, Phoenix, Vegas, Houston. I expected to see Pittsburgh on this list. Right. Las but Vegas is number two. People are moving to Las Vegas. Viva. They can move anywhere and they're going to move to the, like, to the Golden Nugget. Right. They, they go into the casino and they're never seen again, <laughs> ever. They just disappear. Have you been to Vegas? No, I've not. No. My wife Christy, was... have you been to Vegas? About five times. Five what? times. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I really don't have any t- desire. T- what do you think about Vegas? Um, it's, it's crazy. Crazy. It's yeah. very crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's the only... Debauchery. That's, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's the only word I could think to explain it. See, you'd but fall you into thought, a hole. But there. That, that's what you thought the first time you went. You went four other times. Well, it's her family. Well, yeah, my family goes. And we go all around. We go see the Hoover Dam and the Grand Canyon. And yeah. We just travel around. That'd so, be cool. so you like it. Yeah, it's gorgeous out there. I bet Great, it is. the okay. Red Rock. So Vegas is sort of like the destination, home base, and then you travel around elsewhere. Yeah. Are accommodations it, cheap? No. Okay. In Vegas? They might be. No. Are you a high roller? No. Joker, joker, joker. What are you doing? You, you go into the casino and play the slots? You see shows? We see shows. You can go in the casinos and just look because there's... Just be on the like, street and look. Yeah. Right. Well, like the casinos are all... Like the one is like fancy. Like they're, they're all fancy, let's be real. But yeah. it's you just you don't even need to play the slots because you can just... I want to just people, people watch. watch. Exactly. Right, exactly. There, That's what know? I was doing at the Rivers Casino right. last weekend. Let it, forget. Can you imagine me in Vegas? I wouldn't be able to sleep. I'd just be watching everybody. Yeah, right. I don't know. It's fun. Yeah, it'd be fun. It would be fun. What about if the three of us went to Vegas? We should do the show from the Vegas. The ride home. The ride home on location. Right. Vegas edition. The Vegas. Uh, that's <laughs> not going to end well. That will not. That is not good. I'm not doing that. No. No, imagine no. the healthy snacks I could bring with us on our trip. Can you imagine the street ministries in Vegas? Is there is there a lot of street ministry in Vegas? No. I'm surprised. I would think there'd be a lot of people out there yeah. talking about the gospel, handing out tracts, engaging. There's a lot of people handing stuff out. But, but not tracts. <laughs> not tracts. Okay. See, there I go. I fell into something That's I didn't awesome. mean to. All right. All right. Coming up next, uh, the Supreme Court. It's been a week, almost a week. It'll be a week tonight since all the revelations came out. We'll talk to Dan Darling uh, about the Supreme Court and Roe versus Wade. Where are we and what can we look forward to? It's next. Right on. 101.5 WORD. Tried to help my wife plan for our wedding. I discovered that I was colorblind. Word FM presents a night out with comedian Chad Thornsbury. She sent me to the store to bring back something that was corn flour, and I brought back something that was periwinkle. 7 p.m. May 20th at Impact Christian Church, Moon Township. You can't tell the difference between these two colors? Hey, I didn't know those were colors. General admission, just $30 each. Tickets on sale now. Well, this one obviously has purple in it. No. You know what obviously has purple in it? Purple at wordfm.com slash night out. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? My name is Ron Legrand, and over the past 40 years, I've bought over 3,000 houses without using my money or credit and taught thousands to do the same. Today, even in a virtual environment, we buy nice houses and nice neighborhoods using no banks, realtors, contractors, or other costly entanglements, and build huge cash flow and wealth without the hassle of tenants, all without credit and little or no money. You don't need a license or experience, and I'll show you exactly how it's done. Text RON to 99799, and I'll send you my free training. I promise I'll change the way you think about real estate and open the door to a new lifestyle that doesn't involve risk or rehabs and can quickly replace your current income. Text RON to 99799, and let me show you how to take your life back and build cash flow and wealth from your home. That's Ron to 99799. Again, text Ron to 99799. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month. A savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. 
For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Creation Festival 2022 is your summer destination. June 29th through July 2nd at Agape Farm Shirleysburg, PA. Featuring Zach Williams, We the Kingdom, Bethel Music, Newsboys, Dante Bow, Red, and many more. Creation Festival, a tribute to our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Compassion International presents Creation Festival. Get half-off tickets now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com slash creation. I think still, a week after the fact... What was disclosed Monday evening last week was just shocking. And again, each day you wake up and there's more layers and more layers. Now there's protests and people just you know losing their mind in every conceivable way. Of course, I'm talking about the leak from the Supreme Court of Roe v. Wade. And Dan Darling is with us. Dan's been a regular guest of, uh, with us over the years. He's the author of several books. We'll talk about that as well. And Dan, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Hey, it's great to be with you again today. Our pleasure. So almost a week, Dan, since uh, things went crazy. Um, I remember exactly where I was when I found out about the leak. John remembers where he was. I'm sure you probably feel the same way. Um, But so the initial shock, then we did a little bit of investigating. Of course, everybody wrote opinion pieces. Now we're a week out. Um, What are your thoughts? Well, I I remember where I was, too. I was... um, I was walking with my son out of a concert, a choir concert he was in at his uh, school. And, um, I mean, the shock hit me on two levels, like I probably did with you. One, that it, that the the draft opinion was leaked. Yeah. Very rare thing for the court. I think a damaging thing for the institution, mm-hmm. I think, designed to sort of intimidate the justices, which uh, is really not great for democracy. And then shock, too, that if this opinion holds, and, it, you know, we think it will, but we don't know until we, we they actually announce the opinion, uh, uh, presumably in June. But uh, that perhaps Roe versus Wade could be overturned. You know, something that pro-life activists have been working for for almost 50 years, and not really believing that could actually happen. And so I think uh, profound shock on two levels. And I think it'll really um, it's a historic moment, um, uh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, in some ways. Like you, Dan, I, I could not conceive, truly, in, in my wildest dreams uh, did I ever think Roe v. Wade would be overturned. But here we are. And I wonder, you know, with this decision that was kind of like, you know, sort of frozen in amber, you know, from March, and then whenever the full decision will be released sometime in June or July, they're saying, what that will be like. And I wonder if what's happened in the interim will be discussed as part of the ruling. Um, any thoughts on that? I mean, I, I don't know deeply about, you know, Supreme Court rulings and, and how they look at current things, but because what's happened has happened and how it's disrupted society, you would think in some way they would have to sort of talk about that to find out where they were currently. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I mean, one would hope that the court would not be swayed by um, the public pressure uh, to to change their vote or to go one way or the other, although 
the justices are human beings, and so they're not living in a vacuum. Sure. Yeah. And in fact, they're facing protests outside their houses, and you know, um, which I think is really unfortunate because, you know, in a in a stable democracy, you can't have uh, try to to try to intimidate justices. You know, just like the January sixth thing was really tragic. You know, I think to try to intimidate the judiciary is also tragic. Hopefully, they they don't let that get to them. Um, but I do think it is a significant moment, um, and I think it's the right decision to overturn Roe mm-hmm. in that the, the decision, as even Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the, the late liberal justice, argued that it was, um, you know, on the merits of the law and the Constitution, it really is not a well-written opinion. It's not one that really follows the Constitution, it kind of read something into the Constitution. And as uh, my friend David French has argued, you know, it has is, it is actually made our politics more poisonous yeah. uh, by, you know, I think the reversal of Roe actually sends the, the question of abortion back to the states where it can be adjudicated, where many conservative states will pass bans, many liberal states will pass more expansive laws, and I think the, the states in between will probably pass, some will pass uh, uh, incremental uh, restrictions. And so I, I think the, a reversal is really really good, I think, and healthy for a democracy, despite what what many are saying. I agree with you, Dan. And I feel like this is our moment to really act like we believe in democracy or not. Um, If this is, you know, in my opinion, it should never have been decided by the courts in the first place. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, other nations around the world who have more restrictive abortion laws, they've all arrived at that through legislative means. And we can do the same thing here. And so, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time since January 6th talking about how important democracy is and how when people vote, you have to respect their decision. Right. So this is a time when we will let people vote and respect their decision. I mean, the end of Roe is not the end of abortion. It doesn't mean that those of us who've been involved in the pro-life movement can sit back on our laurels and say, oh, great news, we're done. I think it's go- it should energize us even further because in, I think, a more appropriate way, we're going to be responsible to be persuasive and caring to people who live in our state, right, so that we can talk about um, the realities of abortion on a daily basis. Uh, your thoughts on that, Dan? I think you're exactly right, Kathy, that uh, you have to accept the decision. In, you know, sometimes decisions go against us. Sometimes they go for us. Um, sometimes votes go our way. Sometimes votes don't go our way. We have to respect that. And then you work hard um, to change the laws. You know, th- this is one of the privileges of living in a in a, a democracy like ours uh, that many people don't share. You know, if you're living in uh, North Korea or places in China and other places, you don't have the opportunity to shape society. So I think it's something for which we should be grateful. And I think you're right that um, this is just the beginning of the pro-life movement, uh, which is which has taken about 50 years to, if this is reversed, now it goes to the states. I think we have to argue state by state that the unborn human lives have dignity and worth, that there's, there's a human being there that um, is worthy of life. And I think we have to think through what, what kind of policies, what kind of support, what kind of both government support, both um, you know the church, uh, ways that the church can continue to come around, Unwed mothers. What are things we can do to create, as a president, former President Bush said, a culture of life? I think we're on our way there, and I think I'm heartened by what I hear from pro-life activists and and some of the uh, the plans that they have and, uh, and and the way that they're thinking in terms of of doing this. But I think our work has just begun. Uh, this is really uh, not the end, but it's really the beginning of of, of the movement. 
Dan Darling is with us, best-selling author, pastor, podcast host. Dan is the director of the Land Center for Cultural Engagement at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Also check out his newest book called The Characters of Creation, The Men, Women, Creatures, and Serpent Present at the Beginning of the World. Dan, what surprised me is, you know, that as the week went on, of course, the Biden administration spoke out forcefully about this. They called the Supreme Court. I think uh, the President uh, Biden said that the Supreme Court is a radical uh, group of um, justices, jurists. And and I I did not know this, but reading, it turns out that America, United States, is only one of seven countries in the world that allows abortion almost up until the moment of birth. I mean, included in those seven is, you know, China, North Korea, South Korea. I mean, places where there are deep and strong human rights violations just as a matter of regular course. So it, it turns out that we are not, uh, that we are the ones that are radical. Most countries in this world, you know, 12 weeks uh, for a lot of countries, 15 for the outliers. But it says something about who we are as a society and the outrage from a radical left who think, you know, all abortion rights have been taken away when I believe nothing's further from the truth. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think part of the problem is a lot of the coverage of this issue, unfortunately, by much of the media has been misleading, uh, leading people to think that when Rose overturned, abortions immediately banned everywhere. Uh, really just brings it back to the states. And I think the other misleading thing is they'll con- continually say that a majority of Americans favor abortion, when in reality it's much more complicated. That if you really look into the numbers, a majority of Americans um, favor restrictions uh, that, you know, when you try to get past the state level or the national level, the left almost uniformly opposes, you know, even incremental restrictions, even restrictions on you know, um, sex selective abortions, you know, choosing what gender child you'd like to have or or uh, restrictions on, you know, aborting Down syndrome children. The, the left has always opposed all that, even though, as you said, we're we're an outlier uh, around the world, even the places like Europe, which are uh, ostensibly uh, more progressive. We're, and so I think once the word gets out and once people come do their homework, they realize, OK, um, you know, our laws are way too uh, liberal. And, and really, I think we have to continue to make the case as pro-life people that that the unborn person is uh, a person, that we're not talking about one person here, the mother. We're talking about two people, the mother and their child. And, right. and we believe uh, that both have dignity, both have worth. And, um, you know, uh, this, this comes from our faith, the Christian faith that says, you know, King David talking about, being knit together in his mother's womb, Jeremiah, where God says to Jeremiah, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. Um, there's personhood. Uh, and in fact, our own, the story of our own salvation, that Jesus, uh, when he was in his mother's womb, was, was full of humor. Amen. And so I think we have to continue to share that message. It's a, it's a hopeful message. And then offer to young women in crisis uh, the alternative to say that you can have a flourishing life as a mother, uh, that being a mother doesn't rob you of joy, doesn't rob you of opportunity, but just uh, enhances and, and uh, your life, and you can you can flourish. Uh, mother and baby can both flourish. Dan, in our last couple of minutes, I want to change the subject slightly. Um, I know that uh, you and John and I all share a uh, passion for trying to open dialogue between people who uh, are from different denominations, backgrounds, political parties, whatever it is. Um, and, you know, with the with the news about Roe versus Wade coming out a week ago, I just was 
put into a, a spirit of terror thinking about how nasty and ugly and vitriolic everything was going to become. Um, and of course it has been. Um, but talk about bright spots in your own life, whether it's something that you've done with someone from, I don't know, a different group, or maybe you had a Twitter exchange that was positive, or what do you see in your either your online life or your personal life, which is showing that there are bridges being, I don't know, bridges being built between people who are different? Is that a possibility? Well, you're, you're right in that we seem just much more polarized right now that people are sorting into various tribes. I think uh, things like social media kind of um, incentivize that. And yet I do, I do think um, that people, there are, there are opportunities to persuade people uh, that we should not assume that everybody who opposes us uh, is fixed in, the, in their opinion. Uh, we, we can make arguments. We can persuade. This is what the New Testament calls us to do, to um, to make arguments. You know, 1 Peter 3 says you have an answer for every person for the hope that lies within you, but do it with gentleness and kindness. And we should try to meet people where they are and persuade them, whether it's on the issue of life, where we're standing up for the unborn life, but uh, more importantly, when we're thinking through the gospel conversation, trying to persuade people to um, understand what it is to be a Christian, that we should be the people who will do everything uh, short of compromising what we believe and compromising the truth in order to win an audience. And sometimes I think uh, Christians can be cynical and think, you know, everything's terrible, everything's bad, everybody's compromising, nobody's standing up for truth, uh, everybody's crazy. And, and the truth is, um, we have to understand that the Spirit of God is at work in this age as, as well as He has been at work in every age, that God is at work today. Uh, the Spirit of God is moving through the Church today. Mm-hmm. And people who may oppose God, oppose the things of God today, tomorrow might be uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, yeah. God is still in the business of converting people like Saul into people like Paul. I'm into that. I mean, Dan, I, I love that so much. You know, um, I remember I was in college way, way back in the 1980s, and my college roommate at the time, his parents were, were on the front lines of the of the fight in abortion. And I remember walking by uh, here. I went to a city school here in the city of Pittsburgh and walking by a, a known abortion provider, and I would see my college roommate's mom and dad. And I would stop and talk, and, and I had great respect for them. At the same time, I was also cynical about their efforts. I would think, this is never going to – why – you guys, I really, you know, I know you're out here praying, but I would just, you know, think, oh, this is never – this is not going to happen. Now, that was a long, long time ago. Decades have passed. And both both my um, my roommate's parents have gone on to, to heaven and here we are. I mean, if they were alive today, they would have just been jumping for joy. And and I my own failings as being cynical as a, you know as a young college student thinking it's not going to happen. And through the power of prayer, and I'm sure millions and millions of people over all those many decades in the power of prayer, say what you will, has reversed the course of history in this country because of that. And I'm just so grateful to be alive might, to see that. Or might reverse the course. Or might, yeah. But yeah, I think yeah. all signs point to this. Yeah, but I, I, I'm glad you said that because, um, you know, sometimes it's easy to grow weary in well-doing, yeah. uh, but every movement for justice is a long movement. Mm-hmm. Take the long view. You know, William Wilberforce trying to end the slave trade in Britain, it took him his entire life. Toward the end of his life, he saw it happen. You know, I had a conversation with um, um a person who's been at the front lines of this for uh, almost 50 years, 
And they said, man, when they heard that news, they had to pull over to the side of the road and just think about it for a moment, that this was actually happening. And, of course, the fight's not over. We still have a long way to go, but, man, we can rejoice. And I do think the truth will always win out, and, and, and God is on the throne. Sometimes we don't see it in our lifetime. Sometimes we may not see it in front of us, but I think we work, and we try to work and persuade uh, with firmness and courage, but also uh, compassion. Uh, I think we want to meet people where they are. We should welcome converts, whether it's to the pro-life cause, but more importantly to, to Christianity. Um, I think of the story of the prodigal son, that the father, when he welcomed his son home, he didn't say, where have you been? But he said, welcome home. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to be the kind of people who are so proud of being right and knowing the truth that we can't be open to persuading people or that we are not able to listen and hear what yeah. culture, people in the culture are saying and, and seize on those moments in order to have conversations, uh, in order to persuade. And so we need to welcome converts. We also need to be humble and understand that there was a time when we did not believe the right things or a time when we did not know the Lord and someone was patient with us to walk us that way. Uh, nobody is going to be persuaded uh, by being dunked on on Twitter or by being, you know, uh, that nasty conversation on Facebook. I think persuasion, compassion, conviction are all very important. Dan Darling's new book, The Characters of Creation, The Men, Women, Creatures, and Serpent Present at the Beginning of the World. Dan, thanks for being with us today. Next time, let's uh, talk about the new book. Well, thank you. I appreciate you and, and the great ministry you're doing there in Pittsburgh. Thank you, Dan. And you as well. God bless you, Dan Darling. We'll take a, a quick break, a regroup, and when we do come back, does this make sense? That's next on The Ride Home. Poor Sam was a mess. Always itching, licking. His paws were soaking wet. He had bald spots on his back. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Two weeks after he started Dynamite, I started seeing great improvements. And today, 99% of his issues are non-existent. Dynavite is nutrition. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you belong to a club, I think it's fair to presuppose that the effort of joining that club and then showing up for whatever the activities or events were, that you were in line with the mission statement of the club. Mm. You think? Club, organization, team. Church. Whatever that is. School. Mm-hmm. So if you went to a Christian college, wherever you are in your walk, in some ways you would have to presuppose that the majority, the large majority of people around you were Christians and had some form of a relationship with Jesus. Now, having that said and done, I would think that it would give you a freeing aspect in your life. Is that fair to say? You would feel secure in that, you mean? Yes. Well... I think that's probably true, but I also think that as much as you're looking for that in other people, you would have to be bringing that yourself to the table. Your faith. Your faith. Your relationship. Your relationship. Your boldness. And your willingness to share it with somebody else. Be in communion, have, look for a significant relationship. I believe that happens daily at Grove City College. 
Look online at gcc.edu. Grove City College, Christ-centered. Year after year, it's the same routine. Drop off the taxes, pick up the taxes, leave a check. Maybe it's time to work with a business CPA who is less transactional and more relational. For Mike Radich and the team at MGR CPA and Consultants, it's about more than crunching the numbers. It's about getting the advice you need for complex tax issues and business solutions. It's just a better return. MGR CPA and Consultants. Honesty, integrity, always at MGRCPA.com. You could win $5,000 and bless an organization with $5,000 in your name when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Share your kindness with others. Go to wordfm.com to enter. That's wordfm.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Clear skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 47. Sunny skies for tomorrow, the high 74. Clear skies once again tomorrow night with a low of 48. Mostly sunny Wednesday and pleasant. A nice afternoon for outdoor activities. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 75. Thursday, plenty of sunshine. We'll reach a high Thursday of 78. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This makes sense. Does what make sense? Fluorescent lights. Oh, I really dislike fluorescent lighting. I, I, it was of a particular era, right? But now it's it's just so harsh, and it, plus you can't control it. There's no dimmer switch for your fluorescent light. If mm-hmm. there is, it's. I, it kind of always reminds me like I'm like in the control room at NASA. Right. You know what right. it makes me think of? Mm. I'm in the OR. Oh. Then I'm the patient. I wonder if any home construction, new home construction includes fluorescent lighting. I hope lighting. not. Do you think it's, I mean, it's, we have it in the studio, but I, oh, yeah. we always have it turned off. Right. Because we have so many other lights in yeah. here. But there are a lot of people who work in cubes or with fluorescent office, lighting. Who always have fluorescent lighting on. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it, it's very 60s. It does not make sense. Yeah. First of all, it makes everybody look their worst. Mm-hmm. Right? And it gives me this sense of, I don't know, it's like a, a headache coming yeah. on. My wife has a, a retail business, and I have to change the fluorescent lighting. And their ceilings are super high. It's a it's a very dangerous balancing act. Plus, you ever drop one of those? Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> These are like, you know, eight feet long. Right. When they fall. And they oh, they. Oh. Like 1.2 million pieces. Oh, it's like scattered everywhere. Plus, you go, the absolute oh. worst. Yeah. So, yeah. I I say fluorescent lighting does not make any and sense. I second that emotion. Okay. Kind of funny you bring this up because I'm, I'm sort of like in the same vein here. How are you? It, like home or... Yeah? I was in someone's house the other day. Very nice. Beautiful home. Walked into the kitchen. They had carpet in the kitchen. Mm. And I thought... I was shocked. I had not seen that, and I was that I've been thinking about it for days. Does that make sense to have carpet on your kitchen floor? I mean, it looked beautiful, mm-hmm. but you know, don't you spill a lot in the kitchen? Mm, you do spill a lot. You know, in the just tomato juice flying around, and you know, who knows what's going on? Are you asking me if that makes sense? 
Yeah, does carpet in the kitchen make sense? As someone who sold carpet for yeah. many years? Mm-hmm. That does not make sense. What? Really? I mean, you can you can buy kitchen carpet. Yeah. You can. And if you have a really, you know, unusable floor underneath, it yeah. can be a temporary fix just to go over it until you can save up enough money for something else. Yeah. But as a rule, people don't do it. Kitchen carpet does not make sense. Huh. Well, to me it made sense. What happened? what it's like just try to picture, you know, Kevin with the chili on the office. Oh, good gravy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's well, not that's not coming out. But you clean your floor. I mean, you, don't you shampoo your rugs from time to time? You don't do well, maybe no, once yeah. a year. Right. Well, then just go in the kitchen and get that chili spill. One hundred one point five W O R D. When God created us, He had a purpose for our lives. I'm Alan Jackson. I have the privilege of joining you each weekday to open our Bibles together. The Bible tells us that God has made us what we are. And in our union with Christ Jesus, he has created us for a life of good deeds, which he has already prepared for us to do. Join me and let's see what God has for us today. A fresh look at scripture weekday mornings at 930. Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. Before Bamboo HR, (laughs) I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and, like, folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the Bamboo, like, onboarding checklist, I mean, (laughs) it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like, there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm, like, totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com slash HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. I'm Lynn Hayes Freeland, talk show host. Everyone deserves a chance to own a home. That's why Mortgages for Mothers is the way home. Free home buying workshop from Dollar Bank. Learn how to break the rent cycle, build savings, cut debt, and boost credit. Join us for the Way Home Workshop from Dollar Bank on Saturday, May 14th at 9 a.m. at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Register today at dollar.bank slash the way home. Dollar Bank, let's get you there. Equal housing lender. Chances are you're jamming in your car right now. And since Liberty Mutual customizes car insurance, so you only pay for what you need, Limu and I are going to show you some safe car dance moves. Hit it. Everybody, check your blind spots real quick. Now hands on the wheel. Put them ten in two and move your head like a bird do. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Okay. When does life begin? (laughs) 
There's a question for you. There is a question. It seems that there's some disagreement about that. When does life begin? Now, I'm looking at an article today from, of all places, hold on to your hat, NPR. Mm, Okay. NPR says religions don't agree. Well, of course. There's no doubt about that. So they they interview several people from different faith traditions. Mm -hmm. They interview, of course, a believer in Jesus. And the believer says, I believe that life begins at fertilization. Okay. That's life. They interview a young Jewish woman. And she says, we believe as Jews that life begins at first breath. Okay. Now, I remember as a kid, I think this was like, you know, late 60s, early 70s, where Life magazine was able for the first time with their photographic techniques to look inside the womb. Sure. Have you seen this? Oh, of course. I mean, the first time those were, that that was kind of like man on the moon. Right. Those images were so startling. Yeah. To see a tiny little egg and then see the imprint of, there it is, there's something there, right? Leonard Nilsson, those were his photographs. Mm -hmm. To me, the... I mean, I think that any argument that you had about when does life begin, there it was. There, there it was in living color. But that wasn't the beginning of life. Well, I mean, it was evidence of it. Of it. But it doesn't necessarily mean beginning of it. So different, of course, the, the, the article. I, I, you, you look at this article yourself, you know, and of course it's through an NPR slant. When does life begin? And a different Buddhists say one thing, Jews say another. Christians say another, mm-hmm. but the question remains. And a lot of Christians are they are they lumping Christians in in yes, kind of one are. category? Yes, they are. Right, but of course, there's no general Christian consensus. It's right. as varied as you know the people right. who are answering the question. Right. We'd like to open up the phone lines to you guys and have you answer that question. When do you think life begins? When does life begins? Because it informs if if you say life doesn't begin until the baby takes its first breath, well then, would you be okay with abortion? Right. Is, is that- yeah, I guess you would be. 800-320-8255. 800-320-8255. When do you think life begins? Some people think that life begins at at the end of the first trimester. 12 weeks so in. So like 12 weeks in. Okay, so that's, we were talking this a little earlier about a, a lot of of countries in this world say 12 weeks is our cutoff for abortion. for abortion yeah right so after 12 weeks the fetus is starting to establish well underway but then further from that you go that's personhood right other people will say much much deeper into pregnancy yeah other people would say you know we, we've gone through uh, a whole bunch of different scenarios with different people when people or when the baby can feel pain that's when it starts to become a person right or you said you know when the baby starts to breathe does that mean breathe air because the baby's breathing right but breathing... in utero but breathing fluid in utero mm-hmm. is that like you're going to assess when the baby's breathing starts or are you just talking about air when does life when does life begin, begin? 800 320 8255. If you answer that question, that it informs what you think about abortion, I believe. 800-320-8255. Let's go to the phones. Hey, Terry, you're first up. What are your thoughts, please? 
Um, life begins when Jesus puts your soul into the womb. I remember picking my mother from heaven. I remember volunteering to come here to let people know that Jesus is real. And that's when I believe life begins. So how do you assess that, Terry? How do you know when your soul enters your body? Well, when I, when I, I was saved, you know, whenever I was saved. Um, you know, oh, like so, oh, so you're talking about spir- oh, so you're talking about spiritual waking. life, Terry. Some people call it waking up. Whenever I woke up, I uh, I remembered. I remembered all the things that that uh, happened. I uh, my 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 mom even uh, she had a uh, miscarriage, and I remember having miscarriage. I remember that being in the womb, and I remember all of a sudden being back up in heaven with Jesus. And then he said, don't worry, I'll, I'll, it'll happen next time. And then he put me back in my mom's room. Whoa. All right. That's a lot. Thanks, Terry. Very nice. 800-320-8255. When does life begin? That's the question. Uh, your phone calls are welcome. Anonymous, thanks for joining us today here on The Ride Home. What are your thoughts about when life begins? Oh. Yeah, I'm not anonymous. I'm Joyce. Oh, hi, hey, Joyce. Joyce. Thank you. <laughs> hi. Hey, I think it's pretty simple. I've been thinking about this, how to word it for the last few days. But um, first of all, if it wasn't life, they wouldn't have to kill it. Um, next is if it's uh, alive, something's alive and growing, it's a life. Um, the, even a plant, when it starts coming out of the ground, a little a uh, little green, you know, mm-hmm. bud. There's a bud, yeah. It's it's alive because and it's growing, so it, it's plant life. That's what I I think it's pretty simple. Yeah, life is life. It so when it's way. moving forward. Yeah, it's growing. So like I say, and otherwise, if it wasn't life, they wouldn't have to kill it. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you, Joyce. Very good. Appreciate it. Makes sense to me. Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. When does life begin, Scott? You're live with us. Tell us when does life begin. Hi, John and Kathy. Hey, I, I really feel life begins uh, upon conception. However, you know, for somebody that doesn't share that view, I would ask this one question. If life is designated by a heartbeat, um, this actually came up as a dispute at work. Somebody was saying a uh, heartbeat is uh, 12 to 18 weeks. Well, we actually looked it up. And a heartbeat, they said there's a faint heartbeat at five and a half to six weeks, a definite heartbeat at eight weeks. So with that said, you know, um, somebody going on beyond that, I mean, there's a definite heartbeat early on. You know, many times uh, before a woman even finds out she's pregnant, you know, she has to obviously uh, miss a period to to identify that, hey, there might be something going on here. So, you know, that could um, get into the five and a half, six week uh, time period. So my opinion is, again, at conception, but entertain the thought of, just the fact of a heartbeat identifies life. And I fully agree with the previous caller that said, if something is growing, it, uh, dead things don't grow. So mm-hmm. I fully agree with what the other lady said as well. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for your phone call, Scott. Appreciate when, it. Mm-hmm. 800-320-8255. When do you think life begins? When does life begin? Hey, John, uh, you're live with us today. John, uh, what do you think? When does life begin? Tell us. Hey, John. Hello. 
Oh, that's Mike. Oh, that's Mike. Hey, Mike. Hi. Oh, sorry there. Hey, Mike. Mike. Oh, that would be why I'm not talking. Hey, that's why. Poor, poor Mike. We're calling him John. I'm Mike. calling everybody John. It makes things easier. Mike, thanks for calling. Hey, when, buddy. When do you think life begins? So I want to frame it slightly differently. From a secular perspective, when did you begin to exist? The mm. DNA, the, the, the essence of you didn't exist prior to conception Mm -hmm. and regardless of whether it's alive or not you began to exist and your existence was deemed by god and so uh, you know we don't have the right to cease someone's existence whether they're on their dying deathbed or whether they're in the womb uh, yet to be born as where i come from okay all right. Appreciate that, Mike. Thank you. Very nice. All right. I'm now. I'm glad, glad we now. finally got here. Now we'll talk to John. Okay, John. Thanks for coming along. Tell us, when does life begin? Hey, John. I know you, John and Kathy. I go to your church. Hey, <laughs> anyway, John. Uh, hey, hey, anyway, hey, wherever you draw the line for where life begins, I just want you to step it back one day. That's all. Is it totally out of the womb, totally born? Step it back one day. It's not born yet. Is it still life? one day early is it can it live outside the womb what are the lungs uh you know capable to support it i was like just step it back one more day wherever you're traveling this is life this is not life step it back one more day and uh it, it, so i encourage all the life but as a microbiology biophysics major from the university of pittsburgh we did uh study frog eggs and we fertilized them and we let them divide one time okay and we let them grow up and we and, and we got two frogs okay and so then we let it do twice. We had one cell divided two, and then two cells divided two, so we had four. We got four frogs. At the next cell division, there was so much differentiation, we got no frogs. So I'll give you two cell divisions, which is about 11 hours. Uh, you can get a cell to divide in about five to six hours right now. Um, but under ideal conditions, use an eagle's medium in a, in a Petri dish, and the best thing, the most we could get is about five to six hours for one cell to divide. So I'll give you two cell divisions. So that's- All right, two All right, cell divisions. I appreciate that. Thank you, John. Very nice. See you Sunday. All right, we need to take a quick break. Okay, I think the general consensus is... Uh, well... Life begins... Early, certainly. Like super early, very, very early. Here we go. Fertilization that's life because it's growing. Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. Do you have a special event coming up in your life? A shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods? Then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, Create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm fresh catering from the Springhouse. Hey, Earl, did you hear that Senator Mastriano voted to pass Act 77? You're kidding. Isn't that the law that allowed no-excuse mail-in ballots that the Democrats are abusing? Yeah, but it's worse than that. 
Mastriano also proposed that folks with COVID should be mandated to register with the government or be punished. And that's a violation of my privacy rights. Uh, what will they come up with next? A tax increase? You know, Earl, now that you mention it, he has. Mastriano is proposing a 60% increase in our Pennsylvania income tax. Wow. Unbelievable. I'm sure glad I talked to you guys. Don't be like Earl. Get the facts. Doug Mastriano can't be trusted. Paid for by Pennsylvania Patriots for Election Integrity, LLC. Our real goal at RPTS is to train people for ministry. Whether training to be a pastor or just wanting to grow in your walk with God, you'll find what you're looking for at RPTS. We want to see them really grounded in their theological growth. We want it to be heart-directed as well. We want to see students prepared to serve and to love the people of God and develop ministries that we think have a great partnership with the local church. Learn more about the MTS degree program and flexible online options at rpts.edu. Sharing sides is good. Getting enough so you don't have to? That's finger licking good. Choose three large KFC sides, like secret recipe fries or creamy mac and cheese with eight pieces of tenders or fried chicken when you get KFC's side lover's meal. Order now on the KFC app. Prices of participation may vary. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. Oh, so lovely. Happy to have you along for the uh, Finally, May right? 9th edition of the Ride Home. It's been so I know, and bleak. it's going to be beautiful this whole week, so enjoy it. Um, one celebrity birthday today, John. Oh, just uh, one? Yeah, just one. Okay. I mean, there were several, but one that I highlighted, which okay. is Billy Joel. Hey, hey, the piano man. Yes. Are you a fan? I am a fan. I am a fan. I love Billy Joel a so much. A song like Piano Man. A, I can't believe there was ever a time that song didn't exist. It's a great song. It's just really a wonderful, I mean, it's a, It's in every way a terrific song. I'm a fan of really early Billy Joel. Yeah. Like the first four albums, like Primo. Mm-hmm. And then things get a little weird. Yeah, I agree. When you're right? when you're the uptown girl, I'm kind of oh, done. Oh, I'm done. I yeah, am I'm so far that. beyond no, I, that. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. Like, and how about Allentown? We didn't start the fire. I don't like, like that. No, that. no. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I appreciate the historical scope, Wait, but Christy's gosh, like, it's we an just shocked Christy. Song. What are you saying? You like that song? I only like that song because of The Office. Oh, oh, oh right. Because, yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Of course. Yeah. That makes sense. Still a quality song. It's, it's nasty. I don't know. No, but I, I'm a big fan of Billy. Uh, my niece is like, you know, Billy Joel's like, you know, I'm just a tiny notch below Jesus. Oh, is that right? Seriously. She loves him so much. She goes to the Madison Square Garden shows. Right. Which he's done right? 50 of or something crazy like that. Listen, I'm date, I'll date myself. I saw Billy Joel. At the Civic Arena in 1976. Wow. I saw him at the Civic Arena in 1986. Mm. What tour was that? The Probably a Piano Man. Okay. The, I saw the Pressure Tour. Okay. I mean, he started off... Was uh, he smoking? Oh, of course. Yeah. And drinking. Right. Right. Same with mine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but man, that guy. I know. I loved him. How old is Billy Joel? That's a good question. Uh, I, I, the first time I heard Billy Joel was... <laughs> First time I heard Billy Joel's song was Senior Prom at high school. No way. The band, you know, it was like a bunch of guys from our high school. They were covering, you know, I think they were covering, you know, Piano Man. Hmm. Uh, so Billy Joel, I bet you Billy Joel 70, I don't think he's 75. I'll say 74. He's 73. Hey, Good. Mm-hmm. Billy Joel. Happy birthday, Happy Billy Happy birthday jo- to Billy Joel. That's a wild life. Can you imagine the stories that Billy Joel can I'm- tell? 
Actually, I can't quite imagine Holy the stories smokes. Billy Joel can tell. Um, it's also National Lost Sock Memorial Day. Oh, boy. So for all your socks that have gone missing, today's the day we remember them. What is the story behind the lost socks? I know. Seriously. You know what? Let's talk about it on tomorrow's show. We're out of time for today. Can we talk about lost socks tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Please tune in tomorrow for the lost no. sock edition you know what? of the ride home. There's interesting research about that. I want to hear it. All right. Have a great night. Thanks for being with us. Go Pens. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.